0: What up, what up, what up This is uh, the inaugural episode of Real Nerd Hours I'm the man's Denzel
1: And I'm Chet
0: So, brief introductions Uh, I know if you're probably listening to this You either know me or Chet Or both of us Or you've heard me on the dick
1: show And you may have uh, heard of my exploits around the internet Which is very unlikely But hey, you never know
0: (laughs) I mean, that's true You do never know Or you don't ever know
1: Whichever. <laughs> yeah, whatever one's property. Uh, know what
0: so my name is Denzel. I work in IT and I hate every day of it. If you if you had to imagine what I look like, um imagine Milton Waddams with trendier glasses and I don't wear collared shirts, so that's you know. a, yeah, that's yeah. really that's really about it. That's all you need. Yeah. I mean, I don't complain about a stapler, but I do complain about people writing down their passwords and sticking them under their keyboards. If you work in an office, just look there. If you're trying to, you know, get up to something mischievous, then just turn over somebody's keyboard. There's probably a sticky note under there with their password on it.
1: There you go. Very secure. Yeah,
0: right? Mm. Fucking idiots. Or you can just try the the password password.
1: Yeah, I hear that's uh, incredibly common. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. There was a time when I thought that was a good idea. It lasted about two weeks and I was 14. I always.
0: I I, I used to do that to hide documents from my sister. Like when we were (laughs) living together when we were kids. Yeah. I would name. I would write the password in as password because I could never remember the password. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I forgot password was a password. Good shit. So, I mean. I went from being an idiot as a kid to being an idiot as an adult that's good i don't remember a lot of things but you know
1: yeah you know something stick with you
0: yeah exactly
1: exactly i had something similar i uh i had a um a, a zip archive that i had a password protection on it and i found out that someone had gotten into that archive so i switched it i switched the password to something even more secure and I forgot it, like, the next day. I had it written down nowhere. And I was like, now no one's getting into this archive. What was in the archive? Uh, some nudes.
0: Oh. Uh, <laughs> how, did, how did you know somebody got into it? I
1: saw it, like, on one of their hard drives. Holy shit. Yeah. So I'm like, this motherfucker. I never confronted them about it, but I was like, well. You should text
0: them right now and say, I know you got into my nudes, you <laughs> fucking coward.
1: I mean, this was like, fuck, how many years ago? No, it doesn't matter. All Just right. fucking get at him. <laughs> Be like, I know what you did, you fuck boy. I think he knows I know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah.
0: I, I never had any zip archives of uh, of nudes or anything. I never had any encrypted files. One time when when I was younger and more into uh, internet, like full-length internet pornography, I uh, managed to get a pass a few passwords to a few sites, downloaded a shitload of porn, and then used Windows Movie Maker yes. to make what was essentially boner jams.
1: Yes, get them compilations going. yeah, i had it's I like, had a few
0: really lit
1: compilations. i there was a lot of times when I considered doing that but every time i would like fire up premiere or anything i'd be like man fuck all this i'll just skip to the parts i like
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's the best part of a compilation yeah and like i yeah, i had i had uh, for the first one that i cut i had a little text document that had what each one was from oh. it was i was on Whoa. point dog i never yeah. uploaded it to the internet because uh you know it's a little sus a little yeah, yeah. it's a, it was a lot of data too so if my mom was the type of person who would not allow the computer to remain on during the day.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: So yeah. if I I would leave the house before her and if she saw that computer was on, she was turning it off. The yeah. last thing I want is her to find the hidden folder <laughs> in the C drive yeah. of all my porn. Oh man. I had a shitload of porn.
1: It was it was hard for me as as a uh Oh, uh, blossoming young uh, porn addict, uh, you know, back before I was 18.
0: That's addictism. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Were you
1: really an addict?
0: No, not really. But, oh I, you God. know, I enjoyed it a That's lot. That's an affront
1: to all the addicts out there. <laughs> I know.
0: The pastor at the church that I used to go to actually was a, a recovered porn addict.
1: Yeah, I I, um, I got approached by a guy. I don't even remember what the context was, but it was like at a 4th of July thing going on it in a big old park where I grew up and the guy was he he was really decrying like adultery and he was explaining how consuming porn is adultery he's like no no you don't understand how much of a porn addict I was and we're like cool (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's
0: it's only an addiction insofar as if you're spending too much money on it
1: it was really difficult for me to to hide my shit from my parents because both my parents were tech savvy. So like, I thought I knew computers fairly well when I was, you know, like 12, 13, like just getting started with internet porn. And my folks knew how to find this kind of stuff. Like you can have hidden files, but if you see like there's a folder and you check its properties and the size of that folder is larger than it should be, you know there's something else in there. Yeah. So they would just unhide it. And you're we like, oh, there's your shit. shit Why you got man. all this? I'm like,
0: fuck. That sucks.
1: Yeah. You know, I eventually got better at hiding it. And then I got my own computer. And then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, What I used to do was, uh, because my sister was tech savvy, but my mom wasn't. I would just like, I would say, okay. I mean, like, there's a bunch of porn in here. Yeah. Like tell mom if you want. I don't fucking care. (laughs) And like just bluffing just enough to where she couldn't tell if I really cared or not. Because like what what was my mom gonna do? Like when we shared the computer? Like what you're gonna tell me? I can't use the computer? All right. Well, I'm not gonna Google anything for you anymore. (laughs) And it's funny because uh, my mom got better with computers later in age. Like she yeah. Like when she got I don't know. This may have been about ten years ago, something like that. Uh, she was, she's like, she started doing web development. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right? And I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we don't share a computer anymore. For this real. is fucked up. This is real fucked up. And luckily, I mean, she only caught me. She wouldn't. She wouldn't really ever come onto my computer mm-hmm. unless if it was uh, like she really needed to. Yeah, and there was some filthy shit on that computer. <laughs> a lot of crazy shit. I was. Phew, did the, I did some things on the internet? A lot of illegal things. Yeah, I mean
1: things happen. Yeah. It's, it's part of growing up and becoming a man. I don't think I don't
0: think the equi- it wouldn't be the equivalent of like internet murder, but it would be like internet jaywalking, times a thousand and maybe larceny (laughs) (laughs) cyber larceny there you go
1: yeah there we go i mean you could commit larceny via the internet couldn't you
0: Mm, i don't know if if software if stealing software can be considered larceny yeah
1: I don't know what the specific definition of larceny is other than just stealing shit.
0: Yeah, because I don't... I think stealing software is just copyright infringement.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know? I feel like I should know the laws on this, but fuck it, I haven't been caught.
0: Yeah, I mean, shit. I, the, the, what, the internet company is going to send me a cease and desist? Suck my dick.
1: Oh, man. The other day. Uh, So my internet has been spotty at best lately. But... um couple weeks ago uh i was home and one of my other roommates was home and i'm browsing the web and suddenly my internet just cuts out just completely but it doesn't give like the the chrome dinosaur where it's like yo you ain't got no internet
0: have you played the game yeah I oh it's fun it's <laughs> yeah fun.
1: but like it didn't give me that instead it redirected me to this page that was like yo your internet provider has cut your shit because one y'all on your ip just downloaded something illegally we ain't giving your internet back until that file's deleted i'm like holy fuck
0: how would they even know
1: they must have placed a tracker on a torrent okay because my roommate it was um uh arrival okay. he just downloaded arrival and uh i'm like yo did you just download arrival and he's like uh it's in the middle of going i'm like Yeah, they shut us off
0: (laughs) Holy shit So
1: he had to delete the file and restart his computer for us to get internet back That's crazy It was insane, I've never seen anything like that
0: Damn man, see this is The positive thing about the internet As far as like people who are Internet scamming Like stealing movies or streaming movies or Stealing porno essentially Is that Streaming has changed the game. Yeah, and that's fucking a. What are you going to do about streaming websites? Because one of the ones that I used to use went down a few months ago, Mm. and it came back (laughs) like not two weeks ago. Damn! And it's like, what are you going to do to stop them?
1: Yeah, you can't do anything. I mean, like even the big sites, like they keep trying to shut down the Pirate Bay, Kickass Torrents, things like that, and they just move to a different company or different country and just rehost it. You yeah. know, just find some new servers to go on. Exactly. And they just come back again, like, what do you even do?
0: I think maybe, and here's a conspiracy because I love conspiracies, all the new <laughs> top-level domains that they're creating, like .cool, .graphics, <.X2> oh, yeah, .xyz, okay. whatever, yeah. whoever they're owned by, they're monitoring the traffic that goes on to those websites. That's not unlikely. And the funniest, the funniest thing is the way to get around anybody ever trying to like cock block your specific website because I think there's a loophole in the law where you can have the links to that shit as long as they redirect to another site Yeah, because you're not responsible for what people post on your website that's okay and that's that's one of the problems that I have with people uh, arguing or championing uh, internet accountability it's one of those things where if I can get busted on Twitter running my mouth, like if the cops kick down my door because I'm yeah. out here talking cash shit on Twitter, yeah, then what's to stop them from uh, getting me for more serious crimes involving the internet, mainly theft or copyright infringement?
1: I mean, the stuff that you see people really getting busted for, though, is like making threats, and which is, you know, the same thing as if someone called in a bomb threat to an airport. You can't do that on Twitter either. And that makes sense. You know, even if you know that it's not a threat. Mm, Yeah. It it makes sense to, like, send the message of, yo, we don't fuck around with this.
0: There was a case a while ago, though, where two people were flying from London to the U.S. Mm -hmm. And one of them tweeted, time to blow up America. And it's like, okay, (laughs) it's... And if you, I think somebody went back through their their Twitter history yeah. and saw that they had been referencing blowing up a lot of other things, like oh this <laughs> this party's about to blow up, oh, or my God. like shit shit like that. Yeah. And they were as soon as they reached customs, they were turned around and put back on a flight over to England. That sucks. Yeah. And that's that's harsh policing. That's going yeah. That, a little that I too feel far. like.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's a bit much. I mean, at the very least, just detain them and question them in the States, because that's just a waste of everyone's time and money to put them on a plane back. Yeah,
0: yeah. It seems seems like an overreach, and I understand the argument where people are saying it's better to keep people safe than it is to just let things slide like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely nuance to it, like... Saying blow up America, that's a little, that's a bit, you could have worded that better. You know you could have. You're on a plane. Don't be stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't say bomb in airports. It's just Oh, yo, this airport food is bomb. As if, <laughs> Although nobody in their life has ever said anything no, resembling. Like. Stop that. There's no good food in any airport. See, now, you, now you're just lying. I've been outside of airports in different countries that have bomb food. But inside the airport, no, absolutely not.
1: Nah. Although uh, a lot of airports are catching on and are becoming closer to malls because you know when people have ten-hour layovers, the fuck else are you gonna do? Might as well shop.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: And when I was in um, Narita Airport in uh, in Japan, we were we went around. Not we went on Tokyo looking for weird Kit Kat flavors because that's a thing in Japan and the airport just has them all like straight up oh, even the shit. ones that like are region specific now they got them okay like, Okay. oh okay guess we're loading up on Kit Kats now yeah and that was genius marketing you know whoever thought oh tourists are in an airport we can sell this shit like easy yeah And yeah so a lot more airports are catching on to that so I imagine food in airports will get better and stop gouging prices quite as much
0: yeah i would certainly hope the prices would come down because i don't want to fucking pay 20 30 dollars for burger and fries and a drink and a beer
1: it's dumb as hell especially when you get like chains and you get like mcdonald's express and it's like oh yeah it's ten dollars for a big mac Go fuck yourself Fuck out of here
0: There's no way There's no way in in a civilized world That I'll be paying $10 for anything from McDonald's no. Or any fast food place Yeah, no, that's not it's, happening For a single item Look, mm. I, I've been known to splurge I've spent $12, $15 at a Taco Bell <laughs> When I'm real hungover Or I'll go to Popeye's and buy some fucking delicious ass food Those biscuits are fucking bomb some good ass biscuits but I mean if I can if I can fill the stomachs of six people for twelve dollars I will I'm not gonna go to the airport just to pay a bunch of fucking money yeah Yeah. (laughs) yo that mixtape was fucking tight (laughs) Uh, that that uh, hamburger helper mixtape oh my god it's so good it was really crazy it was really crazy that
1: had some of the some of the best lines in that in that whole just out of any rap ever just any meeny money mo. Huh! Catch a tiger by the toe. Huh. <laughs>
0: Damn, man. I don't know if that guy's gonna have a career after that, but <laughs> I hope. You, know, you know, I hope he does. Shit, man. So moving on. Uh so the the show is loosely structured. Very to to say the very least Oops, I, I mean, I guess that's China. <laughs> It's 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 structure, uh, saying it's loose is is a little bit too much praise, I guess. Yeah. Um, we haven't yeah. necessarily figured out a great format, but we're getting there. We're figuring and it out. take this as the super unsmooth, rough, no lube segue. <laughs> uh All we've right. we brought in some topics that we want to chat about. we got some things. Uh, go on chat.
1: Okay, so um uh... Uh, by this point in time, it is, what, January 4th today? Uh, by this point in time, I imagine most people who are going to see Rogue One have already seen it. And, uh, spoiler alert, there is a, uh, a shot of Leia at the end of the movie. And she was de-aged to look how she does in episode four. It was um,
0: also done with Grand Moff Tarkin.
1: Yes, and a couple of the, uh, a couple of the pilots in mm-hmm. the, um... Rebel fleet
0: Real quick question When you were looking at those pilots Did it just look like somebody's friends Like somebody, some old person's friends That they put in those cockpits I always
1: thought those cockpit shots were really weird Mm -hmm. Like even Even from day one I thought it was just kind of a Weird way to do it That it's like just straight on from The glass Like looking into it Um, So Yeah, I don't know
0: I think that kind of shot would work better if you could see what's going on in the background because there's sure as fuck nothing interesting.
1: In that no, cockpit. all you all you see is like the back of a chair and like, oh, the inside of a cockpit from the front. There's no, there's nothing to look at here. I feel like maybe if you did some like profile shots from a little bit. From, I mean, I guess it's the most realistic way to present this is a cockpit it's small it's confined but
0: yeah nobody yeah, uh, it. anyway as you yeah. were saying.
1: okay so they did a bunch of cg recreation and uh they also did the same thing with um tron legacy um with jeff bridges yeah with jeff bridges and that movie came out in what 2011, something like that. Something like that. And They've done uh, it
0: in like Iron Man three. Yeah. Or oh no. no, Civil War. Civil War, yeah, Civil yeah. War.
1: Um, I feel like Civil War did a pretty good job of it. Um, some of the animation was a little bit questionable, but um, they also did a pretty good job of it in Rogue One. Um, now. How they how they do that is, effectively, they just take another actor who looks like this person, makes them act the scene, and then with CG, they go over and just kind of recreate the original face that they were going for on top of that. Which is an interesting process. But, some dudes, I want to say from Sweden, I could be completely wrong, but I want to say there were some Swedish guys. Um, figured out some stronger facial recognition technology and how to do that more or less real time. But um, it can be superimposed onto existing footage. Um, when we post this, I'll see if I can find a link to it to show you what I'm talking about. Uh, but basically, like, they could take clips of the news. And say they have like George W. Bush. Well, they can take their cameras, mouth something, and it'll make it look like George W. Bush is saying that. So a lot of people are scared about the implications of what that could mean for fake news.
0: (laughs) Fake news is going to be lit as shit.
1: Fake news is blowing up already. See, I use blowing up. (laughs) Fake news is is like it's getting so much more popular. Thanks, Infowars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> can you imagine like all the shit that people could do with that you know like make a video of Obama being like yeah I'm a Muslim what of it <laughs> I wasn't born in
0: America well the thing is the the positive part about that is even with the CG the only real way to mask that stuff is through heavy effects yeah and you'd also have to get somebody who is um, who's um, who does a really good impression.
1: Yeah. Um, in the demonstration that these guys showed. Um, you could tell something was off. Especially mm-hmm. with like. They showed a clip with Putin. And Putin's not a very expressive person. So when they tried to get him to like smile. Or like open his mouth really wide. It just looked wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's. Going to be how it is. Like, Unless you can match their expressions. And do a good voice impression of them, you know, you you have to really make it work in order for it to be believable. But really where actually where the technology has very good use is uh, for doing dubs of films because now you can have them match what they're saying and it doesn't get the, uh, but it'll still look fucky. Yeah, depending.
0: <laughs> I when I was watching, in the examples provided, I, I've I've seen all the movies: uh, Civil War, mm-hmm. Rogue One, uh, Tron Legacy. I really like Tron Legacy. That, that was, that a, movie was, that was cool. a cool movie. They had a really great animated series featuring Toby Maguire. Did not he? see that. It was on Disney XD. That's why. It was <laughs> yeah. it was pretty dope though. It was pretty fucking <laughs> right. dope. But either way, uh, it still all looks super. Like you can not everybody because I talked to my boss about mm-hmm. it at work and he went to see Rogue One he was just like oh i thought it was really Leia standing there <laughs> and uh, oh, that old guy whoever the actor was who played grand Moff Tarkin i thought i thought that was him playing the standing there and i was just like no like uh, being that i have a background in visual effects yeah. uh, and as do you yeah i look at those and i say well that looks off yeah. that that like that's definitely cg
1: but It's getting better. It is definitely getting better. If you didn't know what those people looked like or what they were supposed to look like, you might be convinced. But knowing, oh, this is Carrie Fisher 40 years ago. Rip. Yeah, rest in peace.
0: The movie that she was in with Tom Hanks, The Man with the One Red Shoe, ballin'. Never heard of it. It's 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 dope. It's a dope ass movie. Might have to check that out. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And I'm I'm waiting for somebody to recreate a video of George Bush just like sitting in his house like uh, it's going to be like a little shitty spy cam. He's <laughs> yeah. got his face in the frame and all that. It's like, "Oh, yeah, we did 9/11." <laughs> <laughs> or jet fuel can melt steel beams some <laughs> some stupid shit it's going to be great fake oh, news man. is going to be fucking fantastic oh
1: man I'm waiting for the fake news shit posting oh
0: god that's going to be fucking tight god you can't trust no one no not at all people are dumb enough as is sometimes I sit and watch my facebook feed and none of it it's really crazy because some people really believe a lot of this
1: shit. It, it it baffles me every time like okay Obama's got about 15 days left in office and some people are still like he's a Muslim he's trying to bring Sharia law he's trying to take your guns you better lock up because it's coming. It's like, he's got 15 days left in office what do you expect he hasn't done it in 8 in eight years he's going to do it now 2 weeks left. <laughs> On his last day in office <laughs> he's just going to enact a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> just sign a like Fifty executive orders. Fuck y'all. It's my country, bitch.
0: I, you know, it's funny because whenever, whenever somebody brings up Obama around this time period, I always feel like he's got the same feeling that normal people have when they're getting ready to leave work for the last for their very last day. Yeah. Do, like I've I've had a lot of last days at jobs, <laughs> and it's such. It's like a weight lifted off your shoulders. man. For him, it's probably times a thousand. He's just like, yo, I can go play basketball. I can go play golf. I'm going to go fuck around. I'm going to go find some fly bitches. Fuck you, Michelle. We're getting divorced. (laughs) All kinds of shit. And then he's going to go get jacked and grow a
1: beard. Oh, dude. I would love that to happen. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Swole Obama. Swole Obama. God, I would vote for him again. Yeah, same. Same. (laughs) Write his name in. (laughs) (laughs) That's...
0: Man, I can't even imagine what he's what he is going to feel like walking out of that fucking office.
1: Yeah, I mean, you still get a lot of attention being a former president as demonstrated by Bill Clinton, I mean, regardless of Hillary, um, or Jimmy Carter.
0: But like But Jimmy Carter's kind of a dickhead about it. He at least in in accounts that I've heard, when he gets on a plane, he goes through, introduces himself yeah, to everybody, shake he shakes everyone's every- hand. It's like I don't want to shake your fucking old ass hand, Jimmy Carter. I don't know who you are. <laughs> you weren't my president. I wasn't even born when you were president.
1: Hashtag not my president. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> you, how many presidents in the last thirty years have only served one term? You, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you one term piece of shit.
1: Fuck out of here.
0: Get off my plane. Get off my plane. <laughs> I'm President Harrison Ford This is Air Force One No? You've I mean, never I, you seen know,
1: that? I, I was a kid I know, I know I have some Grant Sereno though So I got that <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, Fuck it Just a quick addendum I'm pretty sure H.W. also only served one term But Herbert Walker? Yeah Senior
0: Because
1: mm. he, he got in in 88, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So then yeah. he also served one term. All right. Well, there you have it. Boom.
0: One term <laughs> presidents. I mean, shit. Well, I guess uh, for my topic this what week, uh, I've brought in something that we're both familiar with uh, dating. <sighs> All right. So, <laughs> uh, as, as some of the listeners will be aware, I uh, am. I'm I'm what you would call a slump dog millionaire.
1: A slump dog millionaire. Yes. I mean you're in a slump. Yes. All right.
0: A slump dog. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I'm completely incapable of finding a date. I've taken advice from a bunch of people. The next step is of course joining CrossFit. Uh, Jamie Lynn Hughes, uh, big help. She runs a co- CrossFit gym uh, in Texas somewhere. Uh-huh. Yes. And she's a fan of the Dick Show and Okay. So she's she's reached out to me a couple times. She let me know which which CrossFit place in San Diego is the best CrossFit place. Cool. And yeah. I'm gonna gonna go join CrossFit. Apparently there's a lot of fucking in there.
1: I can imagine. I mean I've never done CrossFit, so excuse my ignorance, but as far as I can tell, it's you're in a gym. Uh, but the male to female ratio is a little bit more even in terms of like doing the same things and there's a bit more of a herd mentality that's involved like yeah it's it's more like doing classes at a gym so everyone's kind of doing the same thing no one's really like trying to show up like show off they're just kind of in it together I mean when I go to the gym just give me some weights and I'm I'm good I don't want to talk to you I don't want nothing. That's me <laughs> doing CrossFit. That's a lot more communal. It's a lot more fun. So I, I can imagine it's a good place to meet people.
0: Yeah, and I imagine it's something like going to the Olympics, as far as oh, like yeah. male, like being being in your fitness prime or working towards it. Yeah, everybody's jacked on whatever hormones are produced <laughs> when you're working out. Yeah, and like you're just like pheromones are in the air, and you're like. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> and then so I'm sure that some of that is 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 a cause or something I, along it's, the lines of that. It's
1: pretty it's pretty visceral, pretty raw. Yeah. When you have just a bunch of fit people wearing next to nothing, sweating up a oh, storm. Mm.
0: Jesus. So the you got the girls with the donks and the yoga pants. Mm. Oh God.
1: Dude's it's gonna be lit. Got D cups just wearing like the spaghetti strap tank oh. tops. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with it. I just gotta wear sunglasses when I'm in there. Can't get cut. <laughs> that was the hot technique when I was a kid. I always wore aviators, yeah. so nobody could tell where I was looking, and my eyes would wander. My eyes, would, and it was it was more so I think because I didn't want people to know I wasn't looking at them while they were talking. Yeah, but, you know,
1: I think it helped. Doing that same technique also made me. Kind of bad at eye contact like when speaking like I'm consciously doing this right. here, yeah,
0: not looking directly at me
1: well, no, but like When i when I think about my statements, I, I usually just look completely elsewhere and I'm engaged in what you're saying But I'm so used to not being held accountable for where I'm looking mm-hmm. because I always wear sunglasses This guy used to not actually looking at someone <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah i do the same thing it's it's tough for me to just make continued eye contact it's fucking
1: weird yeah it's i'm also like and you may be the same way like i'm aware of not trying to intimidate people like i'm not huge but i'm not small and i'm brown and bearded and sometimes that's somebody somebody might confuse you for a terrorist i don't know why I, i'm it's, just i mean i don't need that conversation so i'm just gonna put on a smile and not look at you <laughs>
0: you should put on a turban like uh the sheiks do shakes no seeks Sikh. yeah, yeah seeks you should put on you should just wrap one around and go have a ball
1: i mean i feel like that would be disrespectful mm. I don't, Probably. I, don't I don't know I don't know any Sikhs personally. Me neither. So. They
0: don't I don't think they even live in San Diego.
1: As far as I can tell, no, cuz I don't really see a lot of turbans walking around. No, absolutely not.
0: I mean, they're I think I don't know, maybe southern San Diego, somewhere in Chula Vista. Probably. It's really weird. San Diego's a weird city. It's got pockets of communities yeah. like uh ethnic communities. I think in Little Italy like, there's, like, a burgeoning Iranian Iranian community.
1: I did not know that. And,
0: uh, of course, there's a huge Filipino community in Massive. Paradise Hills. Yeah. And uh, a national city. National city as well. And, of course, there are Mexicans everywhere. Yeah, there's, there's
1: Mexicans and white people everywhere, everywhere in San Diego.
0: And over... Near UCSD, just hella Asian. All Asians and Black people live somewhere. It's just hard to find. I don't. Out. Yeah, I don't
1: know where all the Black people are in San Diego. Like, you see them
0: around. It's. I think it's a lot of Lemon Grove.
1: Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. Lemon Grove somewhere around there. Something more like uh, East County.
0: Yeah, like pre. I I want to say pre East County, not too yeah, far yeah. out into Clancy. But yes, like that's what, Yeah. There.
1: If 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 you go a little bit farther just past the black people, then you get all the racists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. But anyway, back to dating. <laughs> back to dating. It's uh it's a weird situation because getting onto okay, Cupid or Tinder, there's there are a lot of um lot of different things to be aware of, be cognizant of. Because yeah. of course Talking to people in person is much different. And Dick, uh, America's wingman, has hooked (laughs) me up with one of the illest pickup lines ever. It's not even a pickup line. It's a conversation starter. All right, what you got? I like your shoes. That's You know, that's a classic. It's a classic. It works. That's truly one of the only things that I've ever seen work. Really? And yeah, yeah. Like I've tried it myself several times. Mm. I was explaining it to a lady friend of mine who's who I'm not dating. Uh I said, "So this this line always works. I always talking about the shoes always works." She's like, "No, I don't know. Like that seems made up. That yeah. like blah blah blah. Uh, it sounds like horse hockey whatever." <laughs> and I say, "I like your shoes." And she says, "Oh, really?" I think they make my feet look big <laughs> And I was just like no your feet are fine And she talked about her Shoes some more and I cut her off And I said exactly It just <laughs> fucking worked. It Works it work- it's like It's like a magic fucking bullet <sighs> It's a good way to start a conversation Yeah and whereas- I bet
1: you that'll go For anyone just about Like I'm sure there's some people who will be like Fuck out of here my shoes suck get out But like That would work on men That'll work. Not, I mean, not as well. Not quite as well. But if you were a woman or even a homosexual man, you know, if that's your persuasion, um, like people put effort into their footwear. No, I mean, it won't be probably as much of a conversation starter. But
0: I've had a lot of people compliment my shoes before and I just cut it. Well, I guess I purposely go out of my way to cut it off. So I'm not a good example.
1: Well, yeah, you don't like people talking to you. (laughs) No,
0: no, I don't. I don't. I'm I'm basically a shut-in, if I were to be honest. But I'm changing that in order to get dates. There you go. And one of the bigger issues, as mentioned earlier, is by you, persuasion. It's tough to find just a normal person online in online dating a lot of people want to box themselves dog it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous okay, Cupid has a list of genders and sexualities
1: that made my fucking head spin have you have you ever tried dating a sapiosexual dog don't get me <laughs> fucking started on sapiosexuals how the fuck see the the you problem that i have with out. that
0: the problem that I have with that is how are you quantifying intelligence, right? Are you saying that somebody's fucking well-read? That makes no fucking sense. How do you know what books they've read? They could just have read the synopsis on fucking Wikipedia. Dude, and they've tricked you. they I'm fucking so tricked you. i so good at that shit. fucking... It's like... Oh yo, smoking fucking mirrors over here. Yeah, I've heard of quantum thermodynamics or whatever, quantum mechanics. I've heard of the the Schrodinger's theory, whatever the fuck it's called. I've heard of I've heard of so many fucking things.
1: Just fucking scour Wikipedia. You'll be a sapiosexual in two hours. It's so
0: fucking stupid. It's dumb it, as shit. Ah, I I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it because it's not. I've, I've messaged sapiosexuals before. All right. I've 110% messaged them. And my question is always like, typically the strategy when, when dealing with online uh, is you read their profile, not necessarily all the way through, skim it as if it were a textbook, and then... Go through their pictures, see if something sticks out to you, mm. and you message them based on what you see there. Right. So they know it's a unique message and not something that you copy paste to
1: everybody. Uh, yeah, no, it's good strategy.
0: And so I've I've reached out to people before, and because it's not, I never go in with the intention, at least with one of them, one of those, <laughs> I never go into the conversation expecting to get anything out of it. Sure. So. I will always posit some stupid fucking high level question to them. Of course. And it's it's never it's never anything poetic, it's never anything cute. It's literally a Jeopardy trivia question, more <laughs> or less. I've had a couple times where they get the answer right and I say, What exactly is appealing about sapiosexuality? Mm-hmm. And uh, in, at least in my, in my mind, from the answers that I've gotten, it, it's, it's hard to explain. Because I always feel like the person who is saying that they're sapiosexual is using that as shorthand to say, I don't want to meet anybody that's fucking stupid.
1: Which is fair.
0: Yeah. But I would say, I would counter that with, just put, I don't want to meet anybody stupid in your profile. Although it seems like a bitchy thing to say, but I mean, look, it's because a few things that show me Mm -hmm. that somebody's an asshole is when they're in their profile, they say something stupid along the lines of, oh, I'm sarcastic, I tell it how it is, I don't hold back. And it's like, no, no, what you seem to be missing here is that you don't have any tact as, right. a, as somebody who himself subtlety. exactly exactly, as somebody who himself is tactless, <laughs> I can recognize no tact. Uh, it's real, recognize real, but in the worst reality possible. There you go. I know. I know what shit looks like because I too am a piece of shit, <laughs> and it's never. It's never anybody who at least I deem super smart it's okay so in your profile you say you like reading Tolstoy okay fucking cool so explain to me what you find appealing about this philosophy or what are the nuances of this philosophy because I can read Wikipedia too and I can make (laughs) up my fucking mind in about two minutes while you're crafting your fucking message I'm still alone Well, there you go. (laughs) So, I mean, that strategy doesn't work out for me ever. So, just keep in mind if you're messaging anybody who claims to be a sapiosexual, maybe, maybe, maybe don't pop quiz them.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know about the pop quiz, but there was one girl that I was, uh, I was trying to holler at just before I actually started dating my girlfriend. Now, Um, and she was the first person I ever heard use the term sapiosexual. Now being not an idiot myself, I kind of garnered what it meant just by the word, but I was like, clarify for me. What do you mean by a sapiosexual? Well, I'm attracted to intelligence. Okay. We've only spoken like once. Why are you still talking to me? Which which has happened to me before. There was this one girl, I was was trying to chat up and she was cute as fuck and then like the more I'm talking to her, the more I'm like, this girl might be actually retarded. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I seriously consider, considered Still like trying to smash My conscience got the better of me But that's uh, that's probably a good thing In the long run um, Aside from for for Personal goodness But uh, no it turned out that uh, The next dude that she got with uh, Cause she lived with her boyfriend Who she was not into And that I would have stolen her from And then she immediately to the next guy and moved in with him, and like three weeks later, got pregnant. <laughs> so, Shit. Um, dodged yeah. a real bullet. There. Uh, yeah, no, that is so I would hit that raw. Oh uh, my god, I wouldn't even dream of that. But no, if you,
0: if you you look at some, you look at some people, and you're like, dude, having raw sex with you must be the worst experience <laughs> ever. The worst. It just makes you frown inside and out. When you put it in, it sounds like you're stirring pasta. Uh, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: when you put it in, it just sounds like somebody's shuffling sand around. <laughs> it's all dry. It's like, like, sandpa- sand. it's like fucking sandpaper being rubbed together. Uh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I don't know. A lot, of, a lot of weird situations, especially in dating. Um the last girl I went out on a date with, and this is what made me get rid of my dating profiles, was essentially, like, it boiled down to her after nine weeks believing that I was going to roofie her or something.
1: I heard this story on The Dick Show. Yes. That's yeah. Quite yeah. a tale. Uh, I, It was a pretty long one. Do you want to give us, like, the spark notes?
0: That, w- that was basically it we'd okay been dating yeah. nine weeks and we'd been seeing each other two or three times a week and after a certain point i realized that she thought i was gonna like roofie her or something
1: that is so strange i yeah. mean i i understand being careful but i mean let's call it 25 times seeing someone yeah
0: and yeah, yeah. It, i just said fuck it dude this sounds like a great way to catch a case so I'm not going to do
1: it. Yeah. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be dating someone who I was afraid was going to get me locked up. Yeah. Like, just, just don't. Like, I would feel really strange about that.
0: Yeah, that's why I stopped seeing her.
1: I, mean, I, I imagine there's some dudes that are like, no, oh, I get it. It's cool. I understand. Like, Got to be careful. Yeah, some
0: male feminists out there. Yeah, Although, which, like, I understand her desire to be careful, but after no, nine weeks... I mean, look, do what makes you feel safe. But if if you want to protect yourself while seeing somebody who is slowly becoming a non-stranger, then you know maybe maybe pick somebody else. I mean,
1: it, there's a level of trust involved. Don't invite someone into your house on the first date if you're just meeting them off the internet. That's sensible. Yep. Go yep. into a well-lit place if you're just meeting someone. That's sensible. Yep. Tenth date. 20th date. I think you can lower some of these barriers a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She was she was fun to talk to mm-hmm. about computer science. Uh, she was a biochem major. She worked in a lab and essentially had to run a bunch of sims in mm-hmm. uh, computer using Python in her research lab. Cool. Yeah, it was cool shit. Her work was cool shit. Or she's a PhD candidate. Gotcha. Uh, which is the important part. Right. She's a very smart girl. Yeah, sounds like it. After nine weeks, you should have should have called it after three. But yeah, a lot of things happened.
1: You know, it's funny. You speaking of PhD candidate, a lot of my friends who or acquaintances um, who I've kept up with on Facebook who are pursuing graduate degrees and like advanced degrees, none of them except for one, are the people who I would have expected that out of. Like, the most brilliant people I knew, the, the the ones who were like, you know, valedictorian with a 5.0, they got a bachelor's and just started working immediately. They didn't need an advanced degree, they just got it. The people who I know who are getting masters and PhDs and stuff were like B and C students, and then just found something they really liked. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. You know, I always figured I would just continue schooling until I got a masters, and I might eventually, but I don't need that debt. No. I have no. a job. I'm you good.
0: Nobody makes enough money to clear debt anymore. No. Even if you're making $100,000 a year, like, by the time you're 40 or 50, maybe you'll get out of it. But, it's
1: crazy. Yeah. Like, the amount of debt that doctors are in by the time they finish med school, like on average, it's, like, two hundred k. Jesus. And, I mean, they make good money after some time. There's a lot of time, like, straight out of med school where you're still basically a broke college student. Yeah. And then you hit your stride.
0: Yeah. You got to got to find a practice. It's it's really weird. Society is a real fucked up place. There's a book, I can't remember the title of it, but it's a sci-fi book. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's not how much money you make, it's how long it takes you to work off a of debt, right? Mm-hmm. So, if nobody really has money, It's essentially several corporations own this sector of a galaxy. And you, if you want a spaceship, if you want to ride somewhere, they charge you X amount and that's your debt. And you Uh have to work that debt off.
1: It just accumulates as you do more things. Exactly. That's interesting.
0: You can pay off your debt by working for them directly. Mm -hmm. And there's like a procedure that you have to get to basically make you younger again. Uh huh. Which it's not like zap your younger. It's it's something more along the lines of stem cell treatment, mm-hmm. where you're just you get an extra amount of time to live. But they charge you for that, and if you die prior to paying off your debt, your debt is just passed on to your family members. That sucks. And that's kind of like what life is
1: like. Yeah, now. that's not too far off. No.
0: Because I mean, what are you what are you really working for? You're working your entire life, where the the average person is working their entire life to be able to live uh, the average American that is right yeah somebody in Papua New Guinea isn't having these sort of problems
1: no they, they have different issues and yeah you know. <laughs> <laughs> so in
0: real life you're what are you you're essentially what you go to school in high school jobs are basically free for you you mm-hmm. you go apply somewhere and they tell you yes or no right, right. and once you get to college, If you're not getting student loans, then you're just amassing debt. And if you're in too much debt and you can't pay those loans, you get bad credit. So if you want to go to a graduate program that's not covered like some Ph.D. programs are, then your options for loans are much lower. Right. And then there's and also then a take, higher
1: interest rate. Yeah. You got to take bad loans.
0: Yeah. In order to pay for your school. And then once you come out of school with your master's degree, you're making $55,000 a year and you're living presumably in a larger city where there are more jobs and you're paying more money for an apartment. And then you, you have to afford your student loans. You have to pay for your car, your gas, your, your, electric your rent you have to pay for a lot of things and if you're living in a larger city with poor transit like san diego or poor public transit right then you're fucked you have to have a car you gotta and if you have a master's degree you have to pay off that loan if you have that bachelor's degree you need to pay off that loan if
1: you didn't get the aid for it and even even if you didn't finish you don't even some people don't even get a degree but they're still saddled with all that debt
0: yeah that sucks yeah that's the worst part and there there are only an x amount of jobs in the united states available right that pay a lot yeah and they're available in certain cities like they give away software engineer jobs in San Francisco like it's fucking candy. That's and they also large. pay you a lot. But the cost of living is fucking retarded.
1: It is absolutely ridiculous up there. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, in San Diego, whereas in in San Francisco, for one of the larger companies such as Twitch, they'll pay an entry-level software engineer $130,000 a year. Right. But in San Diego, that same entry-level software engineer... Is getting paid sixty five. Sure, I mean it's give and take. Sixty five is definitely pretty good for San Diego, and for an entry level, and for entry level for software engineering, yeah. depending on the type of software that you're developing. And that's, I mean, that's life, though. That's that's the entirety of your life. You're either working off debt, or if you're luckily completely debt free, you're just working for the man in some fucking building. Yeah. Or if you're really lucky live out in the forest where nobody's bothering
1: you. I think what the modern American dream is, is just to get off of that cycle where you're not beholden to banks, your boss, your mortgage, where you're not beholden to a bunch of people. You don't have to answer to all these different entities who own your shit. Yeah. You know, I could be fired tomorrow. I owe a bunch of money to a bank if I can't pay rent. I don't have a place people are in some form of debt the point remains at least at, at our age most people don't own a home especially in san diego
0: F- fuck no <laughs> if you if you are between the age of like 20 let's let's even let's be a, a huge dick about it if you're between the age of 18 and 30 and you own a home you're extremely fucking lucky
1: yeah and i i i, I feel like this conversation is the kind of thing that a lot of middle america doesn't understand like when when people call the millennials Mm. entitled i don't get where that comes from because i'm out here busting my ass i made good money like if i moved to kansas i'd be living well i don't want to move to kansas i don't want it plus i'm probably not gonna make my same salary if i move to kansas because this shit's adjusted for I'm living in san diego
0: i mean at least in my experience and generally speaking in san diego the rates are lower for every every field because san diego i don't know what it is it just makes people fucking cheap
1: it depends on what you're comparing to um you know my girlfriend lives in portland she does the same thing and their highest paid people in my same field are paid the same amount as our middle level people Like, if I went there, I would probably be taking, like, a 20% pay cut. Jesus. Yeah.
0: Yeah, fuck that. But
1: if I went to L.A., I would probably be getting at least a 10% pay raise. Yeah.
0: Because, essentially, what you're doing every day is fighting off. It's like playing Spelunky, where the (laughs) ghost comes after you if you take too long. Yeah. That's life. (laughs) It's just a fucking ghost chasing you all the fucking time. And if you're good... You can evade the ghosts for as long as you need. But some people get fucking caught. And trip once and they're fucking done. Well, I think we're going to call it there. Especially for the depression hour. Uh, (laughs) This has been Real Nerd Hours. (laughs) Real Nerd Hours. uh, Featuring your boy Denzel. And Chet. Signing off. Toodaloo. Holla. Find us on Twitter at ThatDenzel. Chet is at Bushido Brown SD. Our voicemail line is 413-Savage1. And you can email us at askrnh at gmail.com.